0: It is Monday, November 6th. I'm Scott Seidenberg.
1: And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Silver and Black are back. And Daniel Jones is back
0: on the IR. Here comes the Vegas truth.
1: This is straight out of Vegas.
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Daniel Jones tears his ACL in a loss to the Raiders. That's right. The Raiders get their first win under interim coach Antonio Pierce. AJ, it's a Monday morning quarterback episode. So as we do each and every week, let's recap the Sunday that was In The NFL and let's start with Sunday Night Football. It's fresh in our minds the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals Bengals win 24 18 in a game that I felt was like two or three different games in one because the first quarter looked like a much different game from the rest of the game that we saw.
1: Yeah, it it felt I mean it felt like a game that was first of all controlled by the officials. Again, uh, this is becoming a recurring theme not just it's almost every game at this point. Uh, But a couple big calls early on really shaped the way the game was going. But the Bengals got off to a really fast start. And Josh Allen made another, uh, it feels like the fifth or sixth, I guess I think it is the fifth game in a row where he's thrown an interception. And this was another just bozo interception. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it put the Bengals in a good spot and put the Bills in chase mode for most of the game. And they were able to make it a game late, but uh, the defense just couldn't hold up in some big spots to, to get that that last stop that would have given them the chance one more time. So, uh disappointing effort for the Bills, but the Bengals look like they're back. This this looks like the team that you know, we we saw last season that we thought was going to be one of the top teams in the AFC. They while the Bills are are sort of fading from what our expectation was and a lot of it's due to the injuries that have piled up on this team, the Bengals as they've gotten healthier look to be ascending to the, the, the top of the heap, if you will.
0: Uh, I'm not so sure I'm I'm sold on the Bengals being back just yet. Yeah, the two drives in the first quarter looked great, but they don't, they didn't score a touchdown in the second half. Jamar Chase was ineffective until one catch late in the game. Uh, and, and the Bills, you know, if Dalton Kincaid doesn't get that ball punched yeah. out there, this this game might have ended up a lot different you know the second half i thought the bills controlled most of that play uh but it was just too big of a hole to dig out of once cincinnati kicked that field goal and especially after kincaid fumbled.
1: yeah and i thought the the it's funny the the play right before the uh right before half when they called the the intentional grounding i thought that was a crazy call and then there was a play where in the second half where i thought there should have been a grounding call on josh allen I yeah didn't yeah, call yeah, yeah. it uh it just very very odd things but that 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 call late get set up in Cincinnati and in, in some decent shape again. And it was just, I don't know. They, they, you're right. The Bengals don't look, they didn't look like they, like a juggernaut, but consider the bills are still a pretty good team. And like the likelihood that the bills were going to get blown out by anybody. It still seems pretty low, even as banged up as they are. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're still going to be able to hang with almost anybody. I, I, I think the the difference is their ceiling is, is lower. Like, I, I don't know that they can beat anybody anymore. Had you asked me week three, I would have said, you know, on their best week, playing against any other team on their best week, I give the Bills a coin flip chance, and I don't think that's the case anymore. I think the Bills best is a little bit shy of the top teams in the AFC right now. I think Cincinnati's is too, but it feels like there is an up arrow by Cincinnati. I'm not saying they're all the way back, but Joe Burrow certainly looks a lot different than he did pre-buy, and this is no longer a team that is, like,
0: floundering on offense. You know, I, I'm not at the game. They didn't play the game yet. That'll be Monday Night Football tonight. We'll talk about it. But if I told you in week nine the Jets had a better record than the Buffalo Bills without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you would have said, Scott, this is uh, not, it's crazy. This is, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this anymore. Uh, but that's the reality of the situation now. At four and three, the Jets are ahead of the five and four Buffalo Bills.
1: And the Bills have to be concerned now about, you know, like it's a real thing. Are they going to make the playoffs now? Mm-hmm. They get the Broncos next week, and you know if they if they are able to beat the Broncos at home, which let's assume that they do, you're at six and four, and six and four, you feel like okay, we're in decent shape. But then the the stretch of games that they've got after this Broncos game, it's Jets at Eagles at Chiefs home, Cowboys Mm. at Chargers home, Patriots at Dolphins. It's going to be an uphill climb. Like they have to start beating some of these teams. If they're going to make the playoffs and if they I mean, it would be a massive disappointment for this team if they were to miss out on the playoffs, given the preseason expectations.
0: And the Bills are seven and a half point favorites at home against the Broncos next week on Monday night football. As for the Bengals, they will be home against the Houston Texans next week. Cincinnati, an eight point favorite starting to get treated like they are the Bengals. that everyone expected them to be. Before the season started. Let's talk about the game that we teased in our open. And that was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders beating the Giants 30 to 6. Antonio Pierce gets his first win as the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And we've talked about this before. It's that boost that you get when you fire your head coach. It doesn't last. So maybe betting against the Raiders in future weeks is, is going to be a profitable thing But betting on that team in that first week in the past few years, it's been extremely profitable.
1: Yeah. And the rate, like you talk about the boost or the bump or whatever you want to call it. It certainly seemed like it was there the way they were celebrating that win post game. Like they, they acted like it's a whole, it's a whole new ball game for them. And listen, it's the first time they've put up. I think this is their highest point total of the season. The game still went under. (laughs) <laughs> Raiders put up their highest point total of the season, which is pretty wild. Um, so kudos to the defense. A lot of it had to do with Daniel Jones leaving early, although Daniel Jones didn't look super effective when he was in there. But the backup quarterback situation for New York is just pathetic. Um, th- this felt like a, a, a like you said, a, a team that was excited to be playing for someone that wasn't Josh McDaniels. This, this, it felt like they were motivated and uh, looked like they were just having fun, which says a lot if you if your team's going, you have a team that's sitting at what three and five going into the week and they're still having fun. That's a good sign for your team. So yep. I, I don't know what the Raiders ceiling is, particularly with Aiden McConnell out there. Um, Aiden O'Connell, sorry, but I, I, they're, they're certainly not a team that I'm like looking to instantly fade just because they've had their bump. I'm not, I'm not looking to go against them next week and say, Oh, well, that, that falls off. Cause it does look like they're excited. And, You've seen it this year with the Houston Texans, who are excited to be playing for the coach they're playing for. I think there is something to that, like for for players who, who are playing for a coach they're excited to go out there and work for.
0: Yeah, and the Raiders, who will play the Jets on Sunday night football next week, are a two-and-a-half-point home underdog right wow. now on the early line. Yes. I might even
1: be looking to back the Jets next week.
0: <laughs> the Raiders, two and a half point dogs. Oh, excuse me. At Ra- I might look, look to
1: back the Raiders, not the yeah, Jets. Yeah, I,
0: I understand what you were saying. A little reverse psychology there. But from a Giants perspective, it's absolutely embarrassing the way this team is playing. Forget about Daniel Jones leaving the game. Defensively, they have no intensity. They are allowing third and longs like it's their job. Uh, Brian Dable seems to have lost this team in his second year. It's, it's honestly like we see teams, you know, I was going back and forth on Twitter with uh, Frank Schwab from Yahoo sports. And he was saying, you know, it's, you can look at like, look at the 0 11 lions and how hard they fought every single game. You just don't see that type of effort from the giants. Like you can see effort from bad teams and be like, you know what? I like that. I like what I'm seeing. You don't see that effort from the New York Giants, and I think that has to come from the top down.
1: Yeah, and you have to worry because it felt like last season we were just talking about how the Raiders feel excited to be playing for their coach. It felt like that was the case last year with Dayball. Mm -hmm. It felt like all the Giants were were really rallying for that guy and playing above their talent level for him, and now it looks like they're playing below their talent level, and they're not an ultra-talented team to begin with. Dayball got the max out of them last season. This year, he's not even getting half of it, and you see the results. Last year, they're—I I would even say they were—they were a good team. They weren't a great team, but they were a good team last year. Mm-hmm. Right now, they are disastrously bad. Like they yet yesterday, they looked like the worst team in the league. Well, Arizona still exists. Yesterday, they looked like the second worst team in the league, which is saying mm-hmm. something.
0: And the Giants, fifteen and a half point underdogs. At Dallas next week. Oh, yeah, that's wild. But you know what? The Giants, to me, it's 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 um, an indictment on their front office as well. The fact that they went into last, uh, the, you know, yesterday's game after last week and still had Tommy DeVito as their backup quarterback is inexcusable. When you see a guy like Josh Dobbs who arrives on Wednesday, gets thrown into the fire because Jaron Hall gets hurt and he leads the Vikings to a win and plays his ass off. And you can't find a better backup quarterback than Tommy DeVito, who was completely inept last week and is looked like it again yesterday. That that falls on the Giants front office as well.
1: No doubt. And it's not like they didn't know that Tyrod Taylor wasn't, wasn't going to be available. They knew it. Yeah. And like you knew your situation. You knew you had an injury-prone starter. And you knew the trade deadline was going to be passed. Like, I, I don't know what their options are now. If they go with Tommy DeVito for the rest of the season, they're not going to win another game. Like this is, it's not, it's not possible. Like they are going to be, they're going to be the worst team in the league. If he's the quarterback for the rest of the year. And by the way, we haven't gotten to this yet, but Daniel Jones tears his ACL in this game. Yeah. that's the uh, early and, reports. Yep, And obviously done for the season, but this is a, a huge blow to that team. Not, not just for this season, because again, they stunk this season, but You're so invested in Daniel Jones now, long term. I mean, at least for I should say medium term, Mm -hmm. that like bringing in another real quarterback isn't really an option. Like it's almost like, well, this year's a dud.
0: Just tank and draft a quarterback.
1: Yeah, we got to wait till we get Daniel Jones back, and and yeah, maybe maybe I don't know if you can use your first round pick on him, but you have to. You at least have to have a developmental quarterback behind Daniel Jones next season. Like, you you can't have some a Tyrod Taylor type, you need your quarterback of the future on this roster sooner than later.
0: Yeah. And I think the giants will be in a position to draft that quarterback. And then, you know, just paying Daniel Jones continues to be uh, a big, big mistake. Oh, well, terrible. I, men- I mentioned Josh Dobbs. Let's talk about the performance from Dobbs. He shows up midweek after being traded from the Cardinals. He is- doesn't take any reps in practice. Doesn't take any snaps. Nothing. Jaron Hall is the starting quarterback for the Vikings. He goes out with a concussion, and Josh Dobbs comes in, 20 of 30, 158 yards, two touchdowns. He rushes for 66 yards and a touchdown as the Vikings beat the Falcons 31-28 and come from behind fashion.
1: This lets you know Josh Dobbs is the kind of guy you want as a backup quarterback. Like He's a a smart guy. Everybody talks about how smart he is, uh, how quick he picks up on things, and it looks like that was the case yesterday. Like For him him to show up off the street, basically— and perform the way he did like if you're not a quick learner this doesn't work like there's a lot of guys who they wouldn't have even been active for this game like they would have said oh we'll Mm -hmm. have we'll have some practice squad guy come up and be the backup this week you'll be in there next week but I think this is a, a credit to what Josh Dobbs is and listen that's a that's a hell of a showing uh you know you're not gonna look at the yardage and be wowed by it but two two touchdown passes one running touchdown and Gets a win outright as a dog on the road, it, it, like in your first week with this team, it's impressive and,
0: and huge. Also- gutsy, gutsy runs too, and fourth downs, third down situations, just an incredible performance. The greatest story that I heard was the you know we found out after the game that Kevin O'Connell had to relay basically explain the plays to him in his headset. Yeah. But you only have a clock, limited amount of time. Exactly. Going. So the play clock's counting down before the NFL shuts off the communication between the coach and the quarterback. And he's talking, he's talking him through all the plays and Josh Dobbs just being the, the, you know, the, the rocket scientist. He is just comprehended it all.
1: And to his credit, Jaron Hall didn't look bad before he got knocked out of the game. Like he looked pretty decent. So uh, only missed one pass. He was efficient. He, he ran the ball a couple of times. Like, Maybe they've got something in Jaron Hall too. It's hard to tell, but this is—I think this this also is a, a down mark for Taylor Heineke. And I'm not saying that he's better or worse than Desmond Ritter. I, I don't think Desmond Ritter's is good either. Uh, but Taylor Heineke is not the answer. And the Falcons—they probably are realizing right now that their quarterback isn't on this roster. Like their their long term quarterback is not on this roster. Mm-hmm. I know they wanted to find something out about Ritter. I think they found it out. Uh, but the problem is the Fal- there's probably Falcons fans who at four and four were thinking, hey, this team can still win this division. I, I don't think it's possible with the quarterback situation that they've got. I, I think this is going to end up being a-, a losing season for them uh, and and they're going to have to go back to the quarterback. Well,
0: Falcons, two and a half point favorites at the Cardinals next week, and we don't know who will start. And uh, the Vikings, two-and-a-half-point home dogs to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, who picked up a win over the Bears 24-17, they take over first place in the NFC South. But this wasn't, wasn't easy. This wasn't exactly <laughs> like a runaway victory for New Orleans.
1: No, this was, this was not easy. They fought this whole time. And, I mean, honestly, New Orleans is, like, is really lucky that Tyson Bagent was awful. Yeah. Uh and that, that he couldn't take care of the football because if if he were if Bajant were even average, if Bajant were Josh Dobbs yesterday, the the Saints lose this game. Uh the other the other big difference in the game was Taysom Hill. They, the, the Bears didn't have an answer for him, whether it was mm-hmm. passing the ball, running the ball, catching the ball, whatever it was. Taysom Hill, that that Swiss Army knife, uh, he he lived up to that role yesterday and, and really punished that Bears defense. But the Saints offense continues to be meh. And, and it just it's not pretty. And I, going forward, I, I said this, I didn't I didn't end up having any money at all on this game. But I said going in, I just don't want the Saints as a big favorite. I don't know that I want the Saints as any kind of a favorite going forward, <laughs> like it, like knowing they have to outscore their opponent. That just feels like a it feels like a tough task. I still think they're the best team in the division. But that just it doesn 't say very much at all because that division is just so dreadful yep. uh, I, 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 they're the best, but it's certainly not a team that i want to, I want to pay like i'm paying the, the premium for the best team in the division i don't want
0: that. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the teams in the division falls to three and five. That's the Tampa Bay Bucks who lose to the Houston Texans. 39-37 in one of the more entertaining games of the day. C.J. Stroud, a rookie record, 470 yards and five touchdowns. Boy, the Panthers wish they can redo the draft now. And this is a Texans team that lost their kicker, A.J., midway through the game. They had their running back running back. uh, uh, Was it Obinobi? Who um, kicked a field goal and go ahead
1: field goal? Yeah, crazy. He's like a soccer player and uh, make make it almost a thirty yard field goal. I'm sorry, a Google Wally. Yeah, I mean this is a that's 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 like if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud playing like he did, that would be like the story of the game. But it turns out, I mean, C.J. Stroud was just incredible. Five touchdowns, 470 passing yards. It's wild to think that as great as Puka Nakua's rookie season has been, that. It looks like C.J. Stroud's a Rookie of the Year. I mean, yeah. the, the, this guy, what he did yesterday really sets him – and Puka Naku has been, like, breaking records. Mm-hmm. Uh, but C.J. Stroud continues to just be great. And you're right. The, 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 the Panthers have to be scratching their heads, like – and especially if you – and we'll go to that game next, I guess. But Bryce Young does not look like the answer. And C.J. Stroud continues just to exceed all expectations, despite – Again, things just being set up for him to fail, not having ideal weapons, not having an ideal offensive line, not having a running game behind him, uh, having a first-year head coach who's a defensive head coach. The marriage between the OC and the quarterback here has just been so perfect. And uh, CJ Stroud, there's a lot of potential there. The, Texan, again, the Texans aren't going to be good this year, but the Texans are setting a great base yeah. to uh to to really in in this division specifically where I don't know that anybody's great uh like for the long term the Texans are going to be in the mix next year in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and to see him come from behind and throw the touchdown to Tank Dell and and give themselves the win, it was what a performance from CJ Stroud, just an incredible incredible rookie season. He has thrown more touchdown passes and less interceptions this season already than Kenny Pickett in his entire career. Like That's he has four, 14 <laughs> touchdown passes and one interception on the season.
1: Yeah, Kenny, what, a, what like, a story.
0: What a rookie season for C.J. Stroud. Now let's talk about the Panthers and Bryce Young, who lose to the Colts 27-13. Bryce Young throws three interceptions, two of them return for touchdowns, and that was the big difference in this game because if not for the two pick sixes, it's a completely different ball game.
1: Yeah, because the, the the offense for the Colts is pathetic. Yeah. I, I mean, they had less than 200 yards of offense in this game. Mm-hmm. It was three and a half yards per play. The Colts stink. But Bryce Young gave them two touchdowns. That, that's the difference in this game. And you can't overcome that. It's hard to overcome, you know, a, a, a minus two in turnovers. But when both of those go for scores, it's impossible. Like, there, there's almost just no way you can do it. So... Uh, Bryce Young, they've, they've got to figure out either how to fix him, uh, or, or something because this, this can't continue and him rushing as much as he did. He's going to, he's not going to last at this rate. Like when, when he's not, when he's not throwing well, he's, he's running and getting hammered. Like it's, he's not long for this league. Like they, they have to do something to help him or he's going to have a very short and, and disappointing career.
0: Let's talk about the Packers beating the Rams 20 to three in a game where Brett Rippon just couldn't do anything against the Packers defense. Jordan Love wasn't really that impressive, made plays when he needed to down the stretch. The Packers continue to be a second half team, but at three and five, I'm not excited about this Packers team. I'm not excited about this win because this was a severely handcuffed Rams team with a backup quarterback yeah
1: I don't think either one of these teams are good the Rams are definitely not good when Matt Stafford's not there like with Matt Stafford they've got a puncher's chance without him yes this is what they are I I I don't this I'm with you this tells me nothing about the Packers I'm not all of a sudden thinking the Packers are oh maybe they've got something I I don't think they do I I think this is a bad team I said going into this week I think this is one of the worst teams in the NFL I still stand by that and the the fact that they were able to beat a team that. at home with a backup quarterback doesn't tell me much uh I, this is still a team i i think is going to be overvalued the fact that they were you know home they were they were favored here by over a field goal it tells me like this team is still being and this is just going to boost them even more they're still being yeah. overvalued so i'm going to be the packers are a team i'm going to be looking to fade
0: packers next week three point dogs at pittsburgh oh so, gosh gross game yeah gross game (laughs) well speaking of a gross game the commanders beat the patriots 20 to 17 as this was a unanimous selection on the dream pod we were all on the commanders plus the three and a half and they win outright after mac jones has a chance to engineer a come from behind drive even set his team up for a a chip shot field goal to tie the game and he throws an it was tipped but he throws an interception no surprise
1: yeah, and, and honestly, Mac Jones, like, uh, didn't get sacked once and had pretty clean pants at the end of this game. And that's, uh, you know, we talked about the commanders trading off their pass rushers and what a, what a, a tough deal it was going to be for them. But I still said, it's going it's, to me, it's difficult to imagine this Patriots team as a favorite. And it's difficult for me to imagine this Patriots team outscoring the commanders. Because wh- whatever you think of Sam Howell, He's willing to take chances there. Mm -hmm. There's going to be chunk plays there. There's going to be mistakes too. And we saw one yesterday, but he's the, the offense is at least competent. It's not the case with, with new England. This like the, the only offense they had yesterday was a a 64 yard run from Ramondre Stevenson. And that was basically the entirety of, of the good things that the only other touchdown came directly off a fumble. From from Washington, and they the the Patriots had like a twenty yard field and -hmm. were able to score. So this offense just is pathetic, and I I don't know. I don't think it's going to get better. I don't think Mac Jones is good. Uh, I I think this is going to end up being a long and rough season for Bill Belichick. Two and set. This is not like a a phony two and seven. This isn't like oh they've been unlucky.
0: It is a phony two. It is a phony two and seven because they they shouldn't have the two. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. (laughs) But you know what, if and it was strategy, I'm sure, by the Patriots and the organization and the PR department to leak that story to Ian Rappaport that he asked the report a couple of weeks ago that Belichick actually signed an extension this offseason because if that report never came out. We'd be talking about Belichick on the hot seat, possibly losing his job and the Patriots going in another direction, which they still could do but this is a, a, t- a season going from bad to worse for the Patriots.
1: I still think when Bill Belichick leaves, it'll be on his own accord, or at least it'll make it seem like it's on his own accord. Yes. And he's yes. probably earned that. He, he may be the only coach who who has earned that right. Uh, I guess Andy Reid may be in the same boat, but it's, rare, it's a rare thing, I think, that coaches get to decide when they leave, but I, mm. I would assume Bill Belichick's one of the guys who's, who's earned that.
0: Uh, I I s- assume so as well. Let's talk about a couple of blowouts. The Browns beating the Cardinals 27-nothing. <sighs> Remember on the Dream Pod when I picked the Cleveland Browns and I said simple handicap guys, Clayton Tune, that's all. Well, yeah. that's all I needed to say. Clayton Tune, 11 of 20, 58 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions,
1: seven sacks as well. And yeah, this is a game that I would have just played the side had I known Deshaun was playing. Uh, but I ended up playing well, Arizona shot total. up
0: the line shot up to 12 and a half when Deshaun Watson was announced in.
1: Yeah, I, I played Arizona's team total under under 14 and a half. And it was I never even sweated a drop, uh, which it's such a low number. You'd think like, oh, boy, I'd, I'll be sweating this one now. Uh, Arizona never sniffed the end zone. Um, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. Uh, it, this was one of and, and you Listen. It's Clayton, but the Cardinals chose this. They chose to put Clayton Tune out there. They didn't have to yep. trade Josh Dobbs. They chose to do this, but fifty-eight total yards of offense. There's there's no surprise that this team didn't score a point. Uh, and there's no it's not really surprising that a, a quarterback in this situation looked so bad against this defense. We know the Browns defense is legit, and this isn't a Will Levis type, a guy who has first round talent. You know, making his NFL debut. This is a guy who was a, a a late round pick for a reason let's just yep. say that and it, it looked like it
0: well maybe they'll get kyler murray back next week that is still up in the air right now uh another blowout we saw the ravens dominate the seahawks 37 to 3 to the point where lamar jackson was out of this game in the second half aj
1: the ravens are really good I don't know how else to put it. They might be the best team. Um, they, this was against, by all accounts, a, a pretty good team in Seattle. They made them look like they didn't belong on the field. Lamar Jackson continues his mastery of the NFC, and this was despite some mistakes, like the the Odell Beckham uh, fumble. The yep. you know, like it felt like, oh boy, are, are the Ravens going to really ever pull away? The defense, though, I mean, they made Geno Smith look like like Clayton tune. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was a rough, rough day for Gino and the the running game that Seattle has been able to lean on this year with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. They, they carried it 15 times for 28 yards. Yeah. Like no wonder Gino couldn't do anything like this was, this was an absolute dominant performance by the Ravens defense and Lamar did exactly what he needed to do. Like he, he kept him in, a, in the spin cycle. Uh, he, he ran the ball well. Uh, like the, the numbers aren't gaudy, but he didn't make any mistakes. I think he took one sack and just he controlled the game and kept the Raven. And they settled for a lot of field goals, but it didn't matter. Like at the end of the day, those field goals piled up. Every, when you're scoring, every time you get the ball, it piles up. And this ends up being just an absolute thrashing.
0: Ravens five and a half point favorites at home against the Browns next week. Division game. Be honest, seems like, like it, A lot of it, points, it, but they just, I, hard to I'm hard not fading the Ravens though.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't want anything to do with being on yeah, the opposite side of the Ravens right now.
0: Yep. All right. Well, the two most anticipated games of the day, one of them started early, one of them late the early game in Frankfurt, Germany saw the chiefs beat the dolphins 21, 14 Kansas city up 21, Nothing. At the end of the first half, uh, a benefit of a strip, fumble, lateral return for a touchdown. And then the offense doesn't score in the second half. Miami puts up two quick touchdowns in the third quarter. But when they had a chance late in the game, fourth quarter, chance to get the ball uh, into the end zone, they drive down to the 31. And then uh, after an incomplete pass, the snap is botched and they never get the playoff and the Chiefs hold yeah, on Yeah, the,
1: the Chris Jones penalty that when it, the game was 21-7 to and the, the Chiefs were about to, to force the Dolphins to kick a field goal and make it 21-10, and Chris Jones hits a guy in the face after a play's over, and they throw a 15-yard flag. Miami gets new life. The first play, they score a touchdown, and it's 21-14. I said, they just gave them four free points. They might blow this game. That's what a bad team would do. The Chiefs are still they're still they still have the best player in the world on their team. And they're not as good as they've been in the past, at least offensively. They're not as good as they've been in the past, but they still have Patrick Mahomes. Their defense is playing like a top five defense in the league. And if you tell me it's going to be a close game, I want Patrick Mahomes. Like, can you ever picture a world, Scott, where down seven at the end of the game? Patrick Mahomes, like the snap goes past him and and he has to fall on the ball on fourth down. I, I can't pick, like, nope. that kind of, st- that's what, that's the difference between Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the world. I can see that happening to anyone else. I you know, We saw it happen to Tua yesterday morning. It doesn't happen to Patrick Mahomes. And that's why the money that steamed in on Miami, the fact that Miami was a favorite when this game kicked off at some places is insane to me that you're saying on a neutral field, I, I'll say Patrick Mahomes is going to lose to team X. I don't care who it is. If Patrick Mahomes is getting a point, giving a point, whatever it is, these close games, I, I'm going to back him 99% of the time.
0: It seems ridiculously unfair to give Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid one of the best defenses yeah, in the NFL. but you
1: know what? the The idea that he's doing it with, Noah Gray and Sky Moore and you know yeah. Rashi Rice and Kadarius Toney made an appearance again. And you know, it's <laughs> uh it, it is wild that they've got there's nobody on that offense outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And they're mm-hmm. just making it work. And the fact that this defense is so good, it lets them it lets them manage with a an okay offense. Uh it, they don't make big mistakes, although Mahomes did have the fumble. Uh, it, it could have cost them. But again, at, at the end of the day, when, when you've got the best player in the world, you, you feel pretty good about it.
0: And a key matchup in the NFC saw the Eagles defeat the Cowboys 28-23. Cowboys fans not happy with the way this game was officiated. Uh, Eagles fans praying that Jalen Hurts didn't suffer a serious knee injury because it did not look good, even though he stayed in the game and continued and finished the game. But the Eagles... Best record in the NFL now still 8-1 and one, and got some breathing room in the division with this win over the Cowboys. While
1: I agree with, I guess, typical Cowboys fan about uh, how I feel about the officiating in this game, I, I didn't think it was great. At the end of the day, they had their chance at the end, and yep, th- what they did when it, it was first and first 10, at the at the what the 11 yard line they there's penalty on first and 5 they get they get mm-hmm. a penalty uh now it's first and 10 at the 11
0: they had back to back penalties then it's
1: second and 21 uh after a sack a- and then it, incomplete another penalty and then you throw short of you throw short of the sticks when you can't throw short of the sticks like you had that last play had mm-hmm. to be to the end zone it wasn't, and the Cowboys lose. I, I'm with them that the, it wasn't the best officiated game. But again, I said this at the beginning of the show: not a lot of games yesterday were well officiated. Like the, you, it, bad officiating can't be an excuse anymore because it just it's everywhere. Over officiating seems to be everywhere. Uh, but at the end of the day, this Cowboys team had their chance, and just they they dacked that last drive. <laughs>
0: I will say this, a much needed bye week now for oh, no the doubt. Philadelphia Eagles because I, I feel like Jalen Hurts is just banged up right now and he really needs this week Listen, off. That was a nasty hit on his knee with all the, the brotherly shove plays as well. This is a much needed bye yeah, week.
1: Yeah, and this is a team that the fact that they're 8-1 and one and it doesn't feel like they've even come close to their potential uh, is mm-hmm. scary. But on the opposite side of that, you can see this team, as, you know, after this bye week, they go back to this this physical brand of football. Come playoff time, these guys are just going to be beat down. Like, they better get that one seed. Uh, because if if they don't get yeah. that bye week, they're going to be in real bad shape.
0: It sure feels like the Eagles are learning how to win ugly yeah. and win close The Chiefs are too. And win when you're... Yeah. When, and, and you know what? That's why these are the two favorites. To, but go back to the Super Bowl. Because they're finding ways to win football games. Because... It, it's, it, it, it proves what type of team you are, but then also when you are at your best, no one touches yeah. you, and you have blowout wins. Yeah, and, and, and it's that's funny what these two teams are going to be.
1: The Bills and the Cowboys feel like on opposite ends of that spectrum, like they, we see it at times yes. them put the, they put their uh, their foot on the gas against bad teams and blow them out. When things are going great for the the dolphins are in that mix too. When things are going great, when you're front running, your bullies, things look great. When there's some adversity for these teams, it just doesn't go well. They don't seem to be able to win those close games. And uh, the Eagles and the Eagles and Chiefs, that really is separating those guys right now.
0: Well, we have one game left on the week nine schedule, and that is Monday Night Football. Tonight, the New York Jets hosting Herbs and the Chargers. The Chargers north of a field goal favorite in this game, AJ. Three and a half point favorites. In East I'm not backing
1: the Chargers as outside of field goal favorites on the road. I, I've talked about this a lot over the last couple of weeks, because I think there's been multiple times that we've been in these situations where there are teams that have no business being road favorites. And I'm like, how can this possibly be real? Like, this is a bad team. Bad teams shouldn't be favored on the road. I don't care if they're playing another bad team. The Chargers are not a good team. I, I'm, they're not bad, but they're not good enough to be laying more than a field goal on the road. It's just too damn much. And uh, I think this is a grimy game. I, I mean, I think we're talking about a good offense for the Chargers against a very good defense with the Jets. And I think we're talking about an okay defense with the Chargers against a, a dreadful offense with the Jets. This is an under. Uh, this, this, this game is going to be ugly. Um, the Jets have, have they've only hit 300 yards twice all season on offense. I mean that, that's just pathetic. Uh, and I know Zach Wilson has not been turning the ball over lately, and everybody's like, oh, maybe he doesn't stink. Maybe, but he's he's not gonna he's <laughs> not gonna move the ball down the field. Like he he's not going to mm-hmm. suddenly be a good quarterback just because he's not giving it to the other team. Now, I think this is a really ugly game. I feel I feel like it's a field goal game. If you put a gun to my head, I'll, I'll take the Jets pl- uh, plus to three and a half. Um, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to have any action on the side here.
0: Uh, total in this one, 39 and a half. And we know primetime unders just continue to dominate. This
2: season. I'm RJ Bell and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like uh celery chopped up and, Let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free 1-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2. And Five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkAG1.com slash That's drinkAG1.com slash Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players you're going against the bookmaker you're going against the number that they put up so all you got to do is pick between two and six nfl players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you download drive kings pick six app now and sign up with code rj that's code rj only at DriveKings pick six the crown is yours gambling problem See terms at picksix.draftkings.com.
0: want to touch on a little college football. The new playoff rankings will come out tomorrow night. And when AJ and I do our college football pod, we will break down the latest college football playoff rankings as well as get into the games for this coming week. But not much is going to change, AJ, I expect, in the playoff rankings because everyone won their football games except for number nine, Oklahoma who uh, lost to Oklahoma State, right? So they're going to drop out. But everyone else won their football games, including Alabama at number eight, who dominated LSU 42-28. And I I know that you can't say, well, how are you going to put Alabama ahead of Texas? Uh, You know, Texas beat Alabama. Uh, Listen, based on last week's games, though, this past weekend, I actually think Alabama should be rated higher than Texas. I,
1: I'm I'm not sure why you think that. I mean, Alabama put up points against a defense that hasn't stopped anyone all year, um,
0: and Texas took overtime to barely get by Kansas I, State. Kansas State's a good
1: team. I, I mean, this is sure. uh, like to act like Kansas State is somehow like just a walk through game. I, I I don't believe in that. Uh, this is that's, that's been one of the most consistent teams in the Big Twelve. I think it was a good... And remember, Texas is playing with a backup quarterback. Like, that's something else to consider. Like, mm-hmm. when, when you're when you're talking... They beat Kansas State. Yes, it took overtime. They're playing with a backup quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think it's all going to hash itself out at the end. The, the other team that lost that I said... At last week, I was saying there were 10 teams that had a path. Oklahoma wasn't one of them. But Missouri was. Uh, Georgia mm-hmm. handling them knocks them out of that mix. And now I think it's down to nine. And in the, in the AP poll... I think it's one through eight and then Ole Miss. I don't think, again, I don't think Penn State has a real path anymore. Um, but it's, it's are still, everybody's still got a, a pretty decent shot. Things have to break break the certain ways for certain teams. I'll tell you the team that impressed me the most this week, though, and it's Oregon. They they continue to do everything they're supposed to. They continue to dominate. They played yeah. Cal. It, that's fine. Cal stinks. But they made them look like they stink. Everybody else is struggling. Like Florida State, it was just such a grind to get through a, a pit team that's just dead. Um, Ohio State stro- Like it, it felt like they were there was a possibility they could have lost that game at one point uh, to Rutgers. And, and that's, I mean, Rutgers really. It, it just it feels like the only team playing really dominant football right now is Oregon, mm-hmm. and they have a loss by their name, which certainly puts them behind the eight ball. Um, but they can they avenge, can't that, avenge loss. that loss. And I guess, I, I, I guess it doesn't feel like Michigan dominated and Michigan's got bigger problems than winning by more than 28 against Purdue. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, I guess they are still looking pretty solid on the field anyway. But it just doesn't feel like any of these teams are great. And that includes Georgia, yeah. who's been the, the runaway best team the last two years. It feels like it's up for grabs, which is exciting. You know, if you're a college football fan and you're tired of seeing the same old, same old, there's a lot of different teams here who could jump up and make something happen.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the big big news, not in the rankings. Uh, USC, <laughs> not in the rankings, speaking of. Uh, but they fire defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. And it, the defense has been a, a huge issue. For this USC team, and Lincoln Riley said, "Enough's enough." With two games left on their schedule, Alex Grinch is listen.
1: Lincoln gone. Riley is feeling his own heat. Uh, he he yeah. does. It makes sense. This is the first time since he's been there that they that USC's been outside the top twenty-five. People are starting to get frustrated. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams after the game going and crying, and then which I, I saw a lot of people making fun of him for crying. L- listen, he, he, the guy's struggling in a way he never saw himself struggling but mm-hmm. the fact that he's like i want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some tv that doesn't feel promising to me it feels like this usct i said this it feels like once things go bad for them they wanted to quit i think yeah. this is their quit time like I, I i don't think that i don't think it's going to get better and playing that oregon that dominant oregon team at oregon this weekend oh mm-hmm. i i think mm-hmm. this could be ugly <laughs> Got a full slate in the NBA today. We'll start with the Sixers, 11 and a half point favorites hosting the Wizards, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, who someone finally cooled them off. They are plus seven and a half at Indiana. The Warriors, six point road favorites at Detroit. Mavericks, plus one and a half at Orlando. The Milwaukee Bucks, minus five and a half at the Brooklyn Nets. The Lakers. Plus one at the Heat. Clippers minus two at Scotts Knicks. The Boston Celtics, four point road favorites in Minnesota. The Jazz catching three and a half at Chicago. Kings plus two at Houston. Second time these teams have played in a row. Uh, Atlanta minus two and a half at OKC. And the Pelicans are plus six
0: at Denver. AJ, I got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? Is this the hockey segment? What? Yeah, let's do go, some no, good just news go. ahead. First. Let's get the, the bad news, news out of is... the way.
1: Let's just do it.
0: Well, the good, well, the good <sighs> news is that I did not jinx. I was not the mush for VGK. You I was in the building, and they blew out the Avalanche. 7-0. I like that you texted me that, so I was, and was like,
1: "Hey, it wasn't me. I, I didn't do this. So. It
0: wasn't me. I was not the mush. I was not the mush." but VGK playing the second night of a back to back in Anaheim last night falls to the Ducks 4-2 suffering their first regulation loss of There the should be an season. asterisk they are by this. 11-1 There should be an
1: asterisk by this. Like the idea that what? they had to play back to back, the first games at home and then they have to travel and play on the road the next game it's it's so unfair. It's such Ooh. an unfair scheduling spot for them. Uh the just the NHL terrible. should be ashamed of themselves, to be honest. And I don't even <laughs> consider this a real loss.
0: Also, uh, elsewhere last night, the Devils without Jack Hughes defeat the Blackhawks 4-2. to Tonight, we have uh, four games on your schedule. The Lightning at the Maple Leafs. Toronto is a minus 155 favorite. The Blue Jackets at the Panthers, Florida, minus 230 favorites. The Bruins are at the Stars. That's a great game. Dallas is minus 135. So you have a 9-1-1 Boston team. That is an underdog on the road. Well, it's because the Stars are seven two and one on the year, and then the Oilers are a small minus one fifteen favorite at the Canucks. The Oilers, who are two seven and one on the year, Vancouver playing really good hockey eight two and one on the year, including four zero oh, and one at home. That should be a good matchup there in Vancouver tonight. A reminder, you guys can save $10 off anything you'd like at pregame.com if you use our promo code HOOPS10. HOOPS10 will save you $10 off of your purchase at pregame.com. Could be a daily best bet package. Could be a seven-day access weekend weekend-to-all-access, whatever you'd like at pregame.com. Take $10 off using our promo code. Hoops 10. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of vegas AM.